and welcome to the Salons by JC podcast. I'm Mona, your host, and we've got a special guest on the podcast today from the corporate office in San Antonio, VP of Operations, Drew Johnston, and he's here to talk about the CARES Act and how it will benefit self-employed sole proprietors like you, our trusted salon suite owners. He'll be answering questions that you might have as you navigate your way through all of the information and figure out what benefits you're entitled to and how to go about applying for those benefits. So let's get started with this important conversation. Hope you enjoy. Hi, Drew. Thanks so much for joining us today. We just really appreciate you bringing all of this information. And the first question I want to ask you, if you would, could you please explain the difference between the unemployment benefits versus the Paycheck Protection Program? Sure. Good morning, Morna. And thanks for uh, inviting me on today. Um, So, yeah, you know, the unemployment compensation um, is part of the CARES Act, um, but it's, it's a little different in that um, those are actually grants that the federal government is uh, giving to the states. And so if um, if somebody wants to file for unemployment, they still have to go to their state unemployment offices to do that. So it's a very local thing. So it's kind of hard to describe uh, for folks on a podcast exactly what to do when it comes to unemployment, because they'll have to go to the state offices and, and do that directly. But do know okay. that they have extended those benefits to self-employed people who, you know, in the past, traditional unemployment compensation was always generally for, um, you know, regular employees and not self-employed folks. So, but there are grants out there now for for folks to use uh, and go to your unemployment office, uh, state unemployment office to get that. So. Great. Okay. That, that makes a lot of sense because there's so much information to absorb, especially for the self-employed. And of course, you know, we're really concerned about our salon suite owners. So we just want to make sure that they understood kind of the difference. So let's get right into some of these questions, especially about the paycheck protection program. Um, A couple of things, several things we need to know. First of all, what is the Paycheck Protection Program? And another part of that uh, question is going to be how we can apply, where can we apply, and also who can apply. Just kind of give us an overview about that program. Okay, very good. So so the Paycheck Protection Program is is new. Um, it's uh, a program that was developed um, you know, by Congress that allows up to about $349 billion dollars and what we call forgivable loans. And we'll, we could probably talk about that towards the end here because that's a very important part. So they're for big, forgivable loans that will go to small businesses. And in this case, you know, with salons by JC, small businesses are really self-employed sole proprietors, which this falls under. So uh, those loans then um, are loans to help cover or bridge a gap for about eight weeks, essentially, or two months of not getting, um, you know, your sort of normal paycheck and, and helping to cover certain fixed expenses. So, um, and you know, as far as when you can apply for that, you can essentially the application process is going to be starting on the 3rd of April, uh, which is this just in a couple of days, obviously. And uh, for most businesses, and then, um, and as far as where you can go to do that, um, you you actually do that through your bank. Uh, If you have already a relationship with a bank, and if they are an SBA approved lender, then that's great. That's the sort of fastest and quickest way probably to get that done. If your bank is not an SBA lender, still check with them because I know from what I read that the U.S. Treasury is going to allow non-approved SBA lender banks uh, and open it up to them as well. So that may take a little longer to happen. So, um, But just know 
really where you go to is to your bank, the bank that maybe you're using to uh, already pay yourself out of if you're you know use having a, a checking account that kind of thing, and uh, and that's where you start. You know, so. So yeah, okay. that's, that's how that works. That's good. To, that's definitely good to know because first step, your bank. Everybody has, you know, they're connected to a bank at some way, shape, form, or fashion. So that's really simple, really easy, really good information. Yeah. So, so we know where to apply, um, who can apply, what do we need to apply, and then also, you know, how long is the program going to last? Do I have to like get right on it right away? Or do I have some time? Yeah. So, so kind of going back just a little bit on who can apply. Um, part of the um, confusion early on was it seemed like this was for small businesses. And so if you owned, for example, a traditional salon, um, that would definitely fall in this as a small business. But this is for sole proprietors. And so, um, again, within Salons by JC, the majority of our suite owners, uh, the 3,000 odd that we have in the system, um, are eligible as sole proprietors. And a sole proprietor is simply somebody who uh, is self-employed um, and runs their business through their own personal taxes uh, and that kind of thing. So again, that's that's the, mm-hmm. that's the who. So definitely the majority of folks uh, that we have in Salons by JC are, are eligible for this if, if they need it. Uh, and so as far as what you need to apply for it, uh, you know, again, that would be, the, the bank would be able to kind of give you that checklist. It's supposed to be a fairly simple loan application. Uh, and essentially, the probably the most challenging part of it will be just proving your income and what level of income that you've had over the last year, if you've been uh, self-employed for at least a year. And even if you've just started, let's say you just started in January, then there's a different formula uh, for somebody who's just been employed, uh, self-employed for maybe the last two or three months. So those formulas are kind of different based on how long you've been employed. Um, but just be prepared to show proof of what you receive in income. Um, through your business, through your you know your own personal income, the gross or excuse me, the net income that you bring in, and then what uh, expenses you may have for your business, like you know, like rent, for example, if you have a lease, uh, utilities, and so on and so forth. So um, those are the types of expenses that'll qualify for it. Um, as far as how how long the program is going to last, I, I know it kicks off here in a couple of days. The end of it is June 30th. Um, uh, for this uh, protection uh, program, a paycheck protection program at this point. Um, You know, there is nothing that says it's going to be available after that. Uh, So, um, uh, you know, so basically there's there's this short window of about three months or so to be able to apply and you can only apply once. So if you're whatever amount that you're going to try to get, which can be up to two months of your pay and your expenses, um, uh, that's going to be a one time deal. And then you can't go back and try to do more during this time frame. Okay. Okay. So I guess it's really maybe a good thing for us to mention. Just be patient with that. Get in the queue because we're sure there's going to be some bottlenecking going on here because so many people. So, But get in the queue, get ready, um, be prepared so that you can meet that deadline and be, be ready to go there. So that's really good information. So, Another question um, we have, I know we've got several more questions, but one in particular, um, actually a couple in particular, what can we use this loan for? Because is it is it earmarked for specific things that we can use it for? Um, and then what counts as, as payroll? Yeah. So what actually our, is payroll. Yeah. So, you know, um, our suite owners aren't used to payroll, right? They basically... Um, bring what, whatever they have as net is can be considered 
uh, their salary, right? So after they paid their leases and so on and so forth. So that net income that they bring in after um, paying taxes and so forth is really going to be what they would consider their salary, okay? And a certain amount of that then would be eligible for the, this eight-week period. And then the expenses they can take could include things like if they happen to have to pay their own health insurance, if they have health insurance and they're paying some kind of a, a monthly health insurance um, a bill, um, other types of benefits that they may have to pay um, out of that could also be included as part of that for self-employed folks. Um, their, their lease, if, if um, you know, if they're at some point where they may have to or want to make sure they are securing uh, the lease that they have, that they can pay uh, rent uh, as well. So those basic ones are the ones that are going to be uh, eligible as uh, as fixed expenses that they can uh, qualify for. So, got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that makes good sense. So, how how big is that loan going to be? Is that based on what we that information that we give um, them about our income, our expenses? Is that how the loan amount will be based upon? Yes. So it's based upon uh, what you can prove as income. Um, over uh, um, mm -hmm. essentially over what would be a two month time frame plus expenses. And then um, uh, the total amount will vary depending on what that could be. So as you as you may know, you know that it's a it's varied within the system about you know what folks bring in mm -hmm. for net income. But we do have a lot of stylists whose net income 70, 80, 90, over $100,000 a year in, in net income. And so that's the cap. Um, if there was a, a number you were looking for, you can't go above in terms of claiming income above one hundred thousand is essentially the cap at this point for net income. Okay, that's good. Good information to know. So above the one hundred thousand is that's the that's the cap off right, there right. for our our income. So. We've got. We know then how much how large that loan is going to be. Is there a now we let's talk about repaying that loan yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we know that it's not free. So we've got to be thinking about uh, repayment. So how much of the loan may be forgiven? I've been hearing about forgive loan forgiveness. Um, how much of that? And on top of that, will you be able to get a loan forgiveness? Because I'm thinking mm, I may not want to get a loan if I know I've got to pay it back exactly. right away at a high interest rate and all of that. Yeah. So can you talk about that? Sure. Bit? That's a good question. And, and it, it uh, you're right. I mean, this first and foremost, this is a loan. The, the difference here is that portions of it or maybe all of it could be forgiven. Right. Um, and so. Uh, the portion that will be forgiven is the portion that you can prove that is uh, been that the loan has been used for that your payroll or your own personal salary um, and for the qualified expenses we were talking about. OK, so uh, that portion of it can be forgiven if you use those funds for anything else or you can't prove that you use them for what was qualified, then that turns into a loan that you'll have to uh, repay. Um, the way it's written, the way I understand it now is that repayment will be deferred until the end of the year, basically till December. So about six months uh, of, no, of a time frame where you don't have to pay it back. And then you'll have a couple of years um, generally to have to pay that loan back after that at a really low interest rate uh, at that point. So so anything you can't prove would be, turns into a, a fixed rate loan. Um, the good news is you don't have to pledge anything against that. You know, it's a, it's a basically an unsecured loan. Uh, where you don't have to worry about putting collateral against mm -hmm. it. You don't have to guarantee it or anything like that. 
um, and uh, it's just proving with your income uh, that you're eligible for it. And then you'll have up to two years to pay back that portion of it that you couldn't prove was for qualified expenses. Okay, oh, that is so good to know that I don't that if you were if if you know if I were in that position where I needed to apply for that loan, I don't have to put up my car. I don't have to put up my house if I have it yeah, yeah, or exactly. my children. Yeah. It's it's no collateral, so that that really makes it a lot uh, a lot right. better for for those who are concerned about that for sure. So the interest rate you mentioned is will be a very low interest rate, but when then let's say you know, I will have to pay a portion of that loan back. Will it be due right away? Because, you know, some may be concerned that I've got to build business again. I've got to kind of, you know, create a new normal and really get my ducks in a row again. When will that loan uh, be due? Uh, the best I can tell you uh, from what I'm reading is that it's, it's, you can defer it for six months after the end of the uh, program. So come June 30th, which is the end of the program, um, it would be six months from there that that first payment would be due. Yeah. Okay. So around the, the end right. of the year right. time yeah. frame, and you know, of course, you know, we we want to make it clear that we think that everything is going to get back to normal very quickly. We're going to, you know, really do the very best we can to rebuild. And if we want to pay it back earlier, is that yes, you can, you can, there's option. no prepayment for, for paying it early and so forth. So, you know, the goal of the program is really just to help cover folks so that um, when they go back to work is they, they can go back to work basically. Right. And so there's a bridge here that covers you. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, for our suite owners, they walk back in there, Clients come back in and they're able to start uh, earning income again at that point uh, versus being mm -hmm. in a situation where you uh, completely run out of money and can't go back to work for whatever reason because you start to you know, have issues uh, uh, with your own personal debt and so on and so mm -hmm. forth. So, yeah. Right, right. So this kind of will alleviate that, knowing that you can get started again and rebuild, um, especially with a tool like this in place that's available to them. So it, that kind of brings hope in that area um, that there is something yeah. available for them. Is there something else maybe that I might have missed, Drew? I know um, you covered a lot. Is there something that we may have missed on this that you may want to no, talk I, about? No, I think just, um, just a quick, again, reminder that... Um, um, you know, whether it's uh, thinking about filing for unemployment or uh, potentially uh, applying for uh, the, the pay, you know, the Paycheck Protection Program. You know, it's not something that Salons by JC is endorsing either way. Uh, we're, we're just wanting to make sure that we're doing the best we can to help clarify what's out there because there's so much out there. And each individual suite owner really needs to kind of sit down and take a look at their own personal situation. And it's different for everybody, right? Um, about you know what income if you're on your own and you were the only income in the house it's a different situation than maybe there's two people in the house with double income and so on and so forth so uh, again uh, just just information to try to clarify and hopefully make it a little easier to understand uh, you know what choices are out at this point for sure so. good point yeah those are, those are some good points to make there now as far as the franchisees I know we wanted to talk just briefly about uh, what the franchisees are doing at this point, especially to um, help and support our salon suite owners. Um, what did you want to talk to us about? Yeah, thanks for asking. That? So, you know, I, I think two things, um, you know, some when this all started, you know, a few weeks ago, it started out in obviously in the West Coast and we started to see salons 
uh, be impacted right away by this. And it kind of was a tidal wave going across the country. And, you know, but by the time we got to a couple of days ago, all, all the salons by JC's obviously are, are now uh, closed down for at least another 30 days or so. And, uh, you know, it was, it was almost like, at least I'll speak for myself more than anything else that I felt like I was in a car driving on a patch of ice and, you know, uh, I was part and, and I was turning the wrong way and everybody was kind of trying try to figure things out um, and what to do. And everybody was trying to help. Everybody was trying to do something right away to help figure this thing out. And as time has gone on now, it, you know, I, I kind of realize this is a little bit more of a, a marathon than a sprint. And you kind of do things differently when you're in a marathon to conserve energy, to conserve, mm -hmm. you know, in, in our case now, cash, right. And, and to conserve our businesses so that when the suite owners are ready to come back, uh, that there's a place to come back to. So, so I know the franchisees, I talked to, and Steve, mm -hmm. our CEO is talking to the franchisees on an individual basis and in, and in, uh, through emails and so forth about, you know, what are the things that we need to be doing right now to, to, to make sure that the doors can get open and that our suite owners who are counting on us to be able to get these doors open, um, are, are, uh, are going to be able to do that. And so it's really, you know, our franchisees right now then are focusing on a couple things. They're focusing on their business operation and doing the same thing, managing their cash, trying to figure out their expenses, uh, trying to figure out whether or not they need to take loans and so on and so forth to help bridge the gap and to be ready. And then also starting to look ahead. That's the second thing. We're now, you know, at a point where, you know, this could still get worse, right, as we're hearing the news. But at some point, it will start getting better. And when we open the doors, how do we open the doors in a way to the public that's safe uh, for, their, for our suite owners and then safe for their clients? And so, we're, we know we're going to need to do some things differently at the beginning to reassure the public that comes and visit us, you know, by the millions a year uh, that they're going to come to a place that's safe uh, for them to come mm -hmm. to and a place that, uh, you know, will uh, once again be a place of uh, a kind of a sanctuary for them um, as they visit, you know, every few weeks and so forth. So so focusing on the business and then focusing on the things that we need to do to be prepared uh, so that we have those operational procedures in place so that the clients are comfortable in coming. So those are the two things I think I want to say that, you know, make sure our suite owners know we're working on. Absolutely. Gosh, thanks so much for that, Drew. I think we needed to hear that, you know, we really truly are all in this together from, you know, the franchisees to the corporate office to the suite owners. We're all, I like that analogy you made there. It's a marathon. And sometimes you do things differently uh, when you're running a marathon. So thank you so much for that. That's a good ending. It's a great ending to our podcast for sure. Um, we want to thank you guys for listening listening to the Salons by JC podcast, where our objective is to provide you with tools, training and support to help you flourish. So if you've got any, uh, anything that you want to hear from us, please let us know. Uh, and for more information about franchising opportunities or sweet leasing, please visit our website at www.salonsbyjc.com. Until we meet again, take care. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you.